Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Everybody, this is Brooke and CLCI and Lisa and Anthony and Jerome. <laughs> uh, today we're going to talk about pricing and probably marketing. I mean, just anything to do with pricing and marketing. It's the last week of our marketing month, and we just want to sort of touch down touch base on 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 marketing whatever whatever we feel like um Jerome do you want to get started sure I think uh before we delve into the randomness of what marketing can be we kind of want to spearhead the conversation today with pricing so we're gonna we, we kind of reached out to you guys and asked what you guys be interested in uh, speaking about and uh Brooke's been working on a beautiful pricing calculator all day and uh, we might be able to show you guys a little bit of that and okay. it will be available to you guys. So we're excited about that there. Uh, also happy to have Lisa back with us. Um, we are, I think we all are. So uh, with that- Yeah, we, we missed her last week. Last <laughs> week was grandbaby's fifth birthday. So that was my excuse. We went, we're at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. So pricing, um, what the heck are you supposed to charge as a coach? And what do you need to make to survive and not only survive thrive as well because you're definitely worth your time that's really the key is like you well know, hold on hold on um, also is to feel confident in yourself and what you're charging because a lot of people they may think and feel they get x amount but they're somehow not able to feel confident in themselves and asking for that okay go ahead Brooke. you're muted bro. <laughs> let's let's ask that question then um how how do you what do you guys need to charge for something confidently like what what i mean what needs to happen in your world for that to have for for you to be like oh yeah this is this is what i'm charging hmm. i would say an understanding if, <laughs> I, I would really hammer down if this is going to be a full-time profession for me or a side hustle, something to do on a side of like an act of a, a different job, not an actual job, because coaching is your actual job too. <laughs> but a, a second job of yours, um, how much time can you dedicate to coaching? Is what I would figure out first. That's that's a big part. I, well, I I I where I would start is with okay what do I need to make to live, to survive, to, to like start with the basic, like bare minimum, you know? And if that's coming from my side hustle, if that's coming from my daytime job, and then I'm, I'm adding coaching in as an extra piece, or if I'm just going to go head first all the way and just say, you know what, I'm going to starve and eat, eat ramen until I figure out how to do this. Um, uh, I'm that. <laughs> what and they're done that yeah yep. <laughs> um uh those so those are sort of the options that you have and then then i would figure out okay what do i have to make to scrape by what's my rent what's my you know and, and put it all together and put together a budget and then um that's where the pricing calculator comes in by the way <laughs> a hard question to answer like in classes because we get people from all over the united states and the world as well and we can't just say $200 an hour long session because that without any context means nothing. $200 is completely different in California than it is in 
you know, Ohio or Kansas or something like that. And so I had me being a numbers person, like I'm so numbers guided. I'm very analytical. I'm a audio digital. I just go by numbers first. And I actually recently had a coaching session not too long ago. And I was asked to um, what my worth was, what my value was in the coaching session. And I, my, my reaction was, I need, I need a spreadsheet. Like I have to, I have to, where's the spreadsheet at? I could not, um, I could not identify my value without having to look at numbers, which is a whole other sort of philosophical concept at that point. Right. But is, is, is there also innate value? Like we can start with there, but, but we also may feel as coaches and as people that our time has an innate value. And how do you measure or calculate that as well? I'm just, you know, being, uh, throwing a wrench in the game at the moment. It's a a really tough question. Um, Me personally, my mind goes to the question of what am I doing in that time? Um, And sometimes I remember when we first started uh, working together, Brooke, way back when you asked that question, um, what, what should we charge? And how should we charge that in what what areas and um, i think ultimately over time it's come down to uh really again understanding that basis level of what uh one hour of your time for me at least is worth um you're even when i first started working with you brooke it was kind of like a hey uh i like what i'm doing so i'm willing to kind of whatever it is i'm okay with it but as I progressed and started That's getting better at some of the things that I've worked with, I gained confidence and um, realized that my time was valued at way higher than what I was originally trying to value myself at. And then there's so, the, the the scary thing that you do if you if you sit down and start looking at market research and things like that and seeing like what other people are are charging. And sometimes like uh, ICF recently put out a coach their their coach global coaching study, and um, I was looking at the numbers and it was I believe it was more than 44 percent of of coaches charge more than four hundred dollars an hour. And I was like, oh my god, <laughs> that's such a large number. You'd think that'd be the higher upper echelon, um, but for the fact that it was you know. A, almost half were charging that much an hour but but that's the one thing to keep in is coaches are independent contractors as well but also what you're talking about is executive coaching and those in those numbers those numbers are about what you're delivering to the group and you have already put together uh, a package format not really a package but a um a standard that you're going to be following with that group of individuals so it's not just i'm making this per hour you've got a lot of back work that you've already done as well as you're going to do some forward work beyond what the end well typically i think a big hurdle that that, um this is this is in in being somebody that that um markets for coaches um and that works with coaches starting out their new businesses it one of the biggest hurdles is getting everybody to understand that we you have to still prove your return on investment right as a coach you have to still be able to prove your worth and that 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 they're getting that return on investment that's very easy to do when you have a, a specific product right so like with clci we give a certification people know that when they graduate from clci they're going to be certified it's a very simple thing but that is that is really ultimately the first thing they come to us for as a coach how do you communicate the value of happiness 
or the value of uh, fulfillment, which is yes, invaluable, but that it is a hurdle to, to jump as a coach is to be able to show that, okay, this is worth, you know, at how much is your happiness worth to you? That That is where my fee comes from. Um, and that's where a lot of, that's where that value-based coaching kind of charging, which which makes it a little more murky water. Um, but I, what I have learned too, is that you can charge anything you want in the world as an independent contractor, somebody will pay it. It just might be fewer and further between, right? So it's a matter of the more, the less you charge, the more clients you'll need, the more you charge, the less you'll need, but you're gonna have that sort of trade-off where you're not gonna be booking as many clients if you're charging you know, $15,000 a client. So um, I just looked at it, what coach was that who charges $200,000? I was blown away. I was like, oh my God. Oh, yeah, I, I, you've sent that to us in a link or something like that. I saw that and that blew my oh. mind. <laughs> well, there's, there's that space of, I guess, uh, mystique that comes behind someone that charges that much. Like they yeah. must be good, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, like, well, I mean, that's you hope. Um, yeah. and, and so the question there is, uh, are they already bought and sold hook, line and sinker when they hand you that? Like, is it is your job easier or harder when you're charging that much? Because the, psychologically on some level, the people somebody's paying that much they're, they're already they've already bought in like haven't they so does that make my job easier as a coach or do you think, I think it's harder that, i think it would maybe make your job easier as a coach because maybe often when you're starting out as a coach and maybe you're charging lower rates you might encounter clients who don't are kind of wishy-washy on their goals but if you charge that high ticket price like you better believe that whoever's paying that much money is like wanting well, to get that goal accomplished. That's a beautiful point. That is that is a huge argument for why giving away coaching is not always the best policy, right? Because a lot of times people need that monetary accountability for them to take take it seriously, to take the process seriously. It's it's part the the payment is actually part of the accountability process. So there was a back, so I started couples coaching back in 2011. And when I was working that, um, one of the things that we did, because there was a group of us at that time, is if you booked and paid for your first session, you got your second session free. So there was always that build in a return rather quickly. And then we moved past that. So getting paid for session one, without having to go through and um, uh, what are they, uh, not intake, there's another term, I can't think of what it's called right now, the where you're trying to see if this is a good fit for you and for them and all that good stuff. Just get into coaching. I mean, my goodness, we, we don't need to do all of this. And, and there's some people that do, that's up to you. For me, I don't need to go in all of that. I just, let's find out what needs to happen, where you want to go, what needs, what you want to do. Let's get started. Let's yeah. get started. And, and frankly, that's how I've always conducted my coaching sessions. We're in coaching as soon as they walk through my door. Now, how the coaching session progresses in speed, that's up to them. But I'm, I'm going to go with the assumption that this is, this is working. Um, there was a discounted price for the first session because I did have to do if you will, my due diligence. So I did discount it a little bit. And I had one client who I love everything that you do. And what we did here, I love all of this. However, I'm not paying any more than what this price is. And I went, 
okay, I don't need this client, <laughs> one. And two, that taught me a lesson. Every client can teach you a lesson. So for me, I realized that I no longer need to discount it as much as I was because somebody's going to take advantage of it. And I have value for myself. I have value with the education I've had. And I know what my return on investment was. So I changed my, if you will, language in who I was in the process of being a couples coach. Everyone tends to have a process as a coach that they feel comfortable going through. Think about yourself, right? What are you comfortable right now? What is going to the next phase cause you some discomfort? And in that discomfort, that's where you go. And then you find your comfort in that. And then you keep progressing, progressing in that manner. The other concept is, is recognize your target market. Is that target market affordable to you? No or yes. I mean, that's going to be a yes or no question for the most part. Then who can afford your fees and you still get to work with that target market? That might be where you're opening up to others to help contribute for those that can't afford your fee. Maybe you think about uh, holding group sessions. The group sessions then opens up the possibility of people reaping the benefit of you as the coach, but also for what they can afford. But yeah. I tell you, I've got a lesson there too. Yeah, exactly. I was like, there's, because the group, group sessions are not as, they don't come turnkey. There's actually some legwork and some back work and some things that have to happen for a group coach that, that they incur expenses. They do. Well, so. even, even when I, I had a young couple that came in to me who were working, I mean, this couple worked, you could tell they did the work in between because they came back leaps and bounds and growth. But when they originated, uh, originally spoke with me, they didn't have a lot of money. They couldn't afford a lot of things. And so I checked in with them because I had all, because I could see how much they were working and I was ready to, at that point, give it to them for free. That would have been a mistake because what I did was I investigated, right? I asked curious questions. You mentioned in the first session that this was um, something that was uh, pushing your budget a little bit. Share with me how that's going. And they go, oh, it's no problem now. We canceled our cell phone. So the, somebody who values the lessons that they're getting or the coaching that they're getting within your session, they're going to make it happen. They absolutely will. And they, uh, but not, I mean, I don't believe in pushing people beyond their limits, like asking more than they can take, but I've, I've definitely had, had clients that went home and they, they took the time to like save up and come back and work with me. And that's a huge compliment. That's a huge, huge compliment. Like I have nothing but for somebody to take the time to like figure out how to make enough money so that they could work with me. That's huge. And, um, I, I, I'm very grateful. Um, and it makes me work harder too, as well. Absolutely. I have a, a quick question that maybe the audience might be interested in uh, hearing an answer to. Um, I know specifically within the coaching realm, as coaches, I believe coaches are some of the best people on the face of the planet. Um, they have this uh, want to help. And how do you get over that hurdle of sometimes kind of like Lisa was mentioning, almost giving away her services for free? Um, what would be an answer as to why that isn't a good idea um, as opposed to you 
trekking on and and well, I guess getting your due getting your due i can think of at least three reasons why it's not a good idea uh, we we sort of touched on one which is the accountability thing right you want to you want that 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 cost we, basically you are valuing your services you're saying what i do is worthwhile it's worth a, it has monetary value and that value exists regardless of who you are as a person regardless of the work it, it, it that value is innate right um, so by discounting yourself, you're actually discounting all of life coaching for everybody. <laughs> um, like you have a, a group responsibility to your fellow life coaches to not undercut your costs and your, or your pricing, because the moment you charge less, you're driving the market down for everybody. So your fellow coaches rely on you to keep the pricing in a good place. <laughs> um, uh, so um, that's one reason. Also, the other reason, another reason being um, the accountability. They'll take it more seriously if there's money involved. It just will. So, um, and then Lisa. Well, we've had a, we have a lot of pastors and ministers that come through the clients, and a lot of the times they'll share with us how burnt out they are. What is that about? It's because they are nonstop. They're not charging. They're not feeding their own souls in that sense, right? Mm -hmm. So that self-accountability becomes very important in this. And you giving away things for nothing makes you have to work harder. You know that that um, the airplane, when you go on the airplane, they always tell you, you got to put the mask on first, and then you can help those around you. Well, if you're not putting the mask on and you're helping those around you, what's going to happen to you? You're not going to get any oxygen and you're going to be <laughs> exhausted or exhausted <laughs> in one way or another. Thanks. So in order for you to spread your wealth of human compa compassion and um, empowerment, you've got to be sustained as well. And so being aware of your self needs, part of that is about what you're charging and being able to set your own boundary around that so that it's practical for you and practical for your client both i've got a question that might be playing devil's advocate um which i think is a is a good question because i i think i see a lot of newer coaches wanting to do this but maybe when they're first starting out and they're just got accredited and they're just starting their business would it be a good investment to have coaching sessions for free to get those testimonials um and that way you can sort of get your engine sort of started and you can use those testimonials as a way to show that you you know have the skills you had had past clients and then after that after you get your testimonials you can start charging an appropriate price i have two answers for that yeah. I, I don't know for sure, but I, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking that. I think that, um, that, that both answers are, are I mean, bo it works both ways. Uh, there are hurdles either way, right? Um, I think that, that it's really, if the coach themselves feels like that's what they need to do to feel confident enough to charge, to get a little experience, um, then okay, go for it. But my, my, my gut is once you've got your certification, once you get out there, once you get started, you should start charging. You should, because it's going to, you want to set a precedent and you want, you know, that getting people to transfer from that not charging space to that. Now I'm going to charge you space can sometimes be really difficult for coaches. Really, really difficult. Um, 
just like I explained that one that I charged X amount, which was a really low fee. He said, I'm not paying any more than that. I'm a New Jersey <laughs> and we know we're going to get it for this. We're not paying any more. So, but not only that too, though, it should, you should never be giving it away for free. Like in that case too, you, you shouldn't be period. There's an expectation of return. So if you are doing it for testimonials, there should still be a contract. There should still be a clear explanation. I'm offering you this service for, I, you aren't charging me a fee, but what you're giving me in return is you will be recording testimonials. You'll be saying publicly that you are being coached and allowing me to talk about it. You know, you, you then lay out in your contract a different, it's a, it's not, it's more like a barter <laughs> at that point, but you're still getting something in return. And that's really what, the, what, what is critical. And what I think a lot where a misstep that a lot of new coaches take is they just say, okay, I'm going to do a free session, just throw it out there. When, when in truth, they should, what they should be doing is still having an expectation of return for themselves for what they're offering and realize that what they're giving is valuable regardless. And so there are other ways people can give to you besides handing you cash money as well. And, and that's a good term, bartering. If they're bartering, then that's an acceptable form of payment. When you're thinking of invoicing, always put what the barter invoice is amount. If you're paying, if your hourly rate is $200 and you put $200 on the invoice. And lay it out very clearly. So, and that's true of, uh, if you have, if two coaches, there's reciprocal coaching that happens. So if two coaches are exchanging time and they're coaching with one another or what have you that should also still i have a contract and be laid out you know this is what i charge and this is a equivocal value um it does start to get murkier murkier there i sometimes uh, shy away from the, the bartering system simply because um you want to make sure that everybody feels like they're getting their money's worth um especially if it's two different products uh, so that's that, that you just want to be very clear at the start. I would also, if you're going to do that, where you're going to do, okay, I'm going to give away some free sessions, have a deadline as to when, when you set that up, say four free sessions after four free sessions, I expect a payment to start happening and, and lay out what that payment's going to be. And if it has to step up slowly, then say the first tier then will be $25. We'll do four sessions at $25 and we'll step up from there and we'll do 75. And you can sort of get them used to reaching in their pocket, handing you money um, because the first time they do that's going to be the most difficult, but it'll be easier each progressive time that they do it. Um, and, and setting that deadline makes it so much easier for you to hop that hurdle of how do I go switch from a non-paying to a paying client? which is really where I think a lot of our coaches have a, a lot of issue, honestly. Now, at this point, it's just starting to sound like it'd, be, it'd just be so much easier for me to just say, okay, everybody pays this amount and we'll work from there. None of this stepping up in increments sort of thing. Oh, that, that's always been my philosophy as well. But I know a lot of coaches out there, when you have this heart to do this work and they have been doing it for free, it, sometimes a process for them to go through and ask for money and so that is oftentimes about the coach not about the client Absolutely. that coach is building confidence in themselves at that same stepping up plan uh, also Rand head says hello everyone do you know um if agencies are able or are, are able or get grants to provide coaching services to certain populations and absolutely there are um, byelc which is somebody that we partner with they they partner with 
um, charities and things to get them them to basically to connect one another. And they, we recently had them um, send single parents through uh, to, to get coach training. Um, but there, there absolutely are. You just want to do some research. Uh, I know there's, we had another graduate, Sam, uh, I believe her name is Sam Smith came through and she works with a charity that does that a lot, a lot, a lot of, um, nonprofits integrate coaching into their nonprofits and, and do it for, for populations that can't afford it. Absolutely. That exists. Um, what we were talking about earlier, those that can't afford it, then you work in, in ways that they do. So those nonprofits, definitely is one of the ways yeah i think daryl is also starting one as well mm -hmm. um that is doing he's doing it for veterans so yeah. we even yeah we have we even have coaches that have graduated our school that are out there trying to pursue that as well so just do some research and look and yeah that that for sure exists um another way you can do the give away you know your services without while still not like running yourself into the poorhouse is to um uh, to just set aside a short amount of time, right? Make sure that you do six hours a day of paid clients and then have one hour, two hours a day where you have that, that lower priced ticket, you know, cost um, for, for that person who can't afford. I would still recommend even charging, you know, $20 a session or something like that, just for that accountability sake, really. It gets everybody to show up and, and be present. So you, the thing like you're speaking about, I'm dead. Uh, they put out there even for restaurants, right? On their slowest days as when they're going to encourage um, the lower price, you know, the happy hours and things like that. So create your own happy hour. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but they're not giving them away for free, right? It's buy one, get one, maybe. It's BOGO. <laughs> kind of similar to the space, uh, Laura, Laura Kramer has, she um, was wondering if we can speak about packages. So packaging where you pay X amount of dollars per hour if you okay. are to commit to X amount of weeks for my services. And that's huge. Packages are, that's the commitment. That's the way to get them to come back and uh, not just do the one-off. Because a lot of times if, um, oh, uh, Oh, she's, I'm looking forward to getting certified through CLCI. I'm interested in working with young adults. That's awesome. Uh, specifically young ladies who recently transitioned from the child welfare system. Um, and I think we've actually, I know a couple coach, coaches that, that have come through wanting to do the same thing. So that's exciting. Welcome, Rand. Uh, and I hope I'm saying your name right. <laughs> um, uh, I hope to see you in class. <laughs> um, so with but, packages, packages, I think, in my mind, are far more attractive to me as a client than a one-off. Because a one-off, if, well, this is also from the perspective that I know what coaching is, but um, a one-off coaching session doesn't feel like it's going to get a lot of work done because you see the, the progress over time through coaching sessions, through keeping accountable with your coach and sort of committing to these incremental goals. So a coaching plan is, in my opinion, the ideal way you would coach someone um, and then charge them for it as well. And while I'm going to go to devil's advocate now, because there's oftentimes one session is such a golden experience that they can run from for months on that. I've had so, that. I've had that twice. <laughs> where it just so like, Anthony, you're not wrong, hmm. but it's to plan for both the the client that's going to get the epiphany and instantaneously as well as the ones that want to do the work a little longer i will say though even though i've been the client that's had the epiphany moment um 
I I don't think it's a bad thing to then still have them come back because because they, there's still a lot to keep working on. You can live in that epiphany, um, but but there's always more to work on. There really is. Um, uh, the 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 benefit of the package too, though, is is that you can again guarantee that they're going to come back and come through the door. That accountability comes into place. But but you also um, like you mentioned, as a client, people, it's a good way to give a, a perceived discount. Uh, and actually, it's a good That's way to sort of to say too, to charge more. It's, really, it's a good way to charge more because you if you start with your package rate, your your biggest package, so your, you know, 12 week package, we'll say um, at and you start with that at the lowest rate you want to make. Well, every other rate is going to go up from there. Um, so, so that's pretty awesome when you think about it. <laughs> we add to the package concept. So when we're talking, what we're talking about the 12 hour rate, 14 hour. So we got that statistic from John Gottman. He said the commitment people are willing to make is usually up to 14 hours. Now that's one-on-one -on -one kinds of services. That's not, we're not talking about executive coaching. When we go into the executive coaching, we're going a three, six, nine, 18 month package yeah. that's completely different than that individual. Well, and that's where the value pricing comes in as well. Like uh, somebody who's doing a three, six, 18 month, that's going to be a completely, we're not even touching on that realm. That is going to be, that is value pricing. At that point, right. that is a return on investment pricing. That That is sitting down with your, you know, client who, you know, your, your client who's an executive, who's a, a business, figuring out how much money they are going to, to make as a result of working with you. And then what, percentage of that will that is worthwhile then to the to the the coach or consultant mm -hmm. um then but in this space though we're talking one-on-one -on -one or couples even group coaching though we are talking about group coaching too um because group coaching a lot of group coaches nowadays they're all doing everybody does a 12-week program everybody does a 12-week group coaching program like that is uh the the hot ticket um and again, that's that, that, I guess that probably comes with that, that breakthrough as a client is supposed to come really in that 10, 11, 12 week space where they get, that's where the bulk of people have the most growth. Um, uh, how do you guys price that? How did you, you, or how did you price it, Lisa? I know how I tell my clients to price it. <laughs> I know how I do. I, pri I, I price a whole different way though. Well, I guess not, it's not that different though. I, I ask for a retained, I ask to be retained. So that is my, um, it's either you retain me or nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> just research, right? Um, I'm in a big, when I was in Costa Mesa area, cause I'm not there anymore. I was in a big expensive area but I wasn't, my niche, my target market wasn't necessarily the wealthy people. That's not saying I didn't have wealthy people come in, but that's, that wasn't my goal. My goal was to work with those that didn't want to go to therapy, that wanted to tap into the coaching process and that they worked for someone. So I'm thinking of, as you see the avatar being built, I uh -huh. have a specific uh, person. I could even say that person is a 35 year old female, even though both men and women called. It's just, it's not only about pricing, it's also about allowing your language to be more clear. And in that pricing, I determined, sorry, I got puppies in the background. <laughs> I determined X amount of dollars is what I needed to make. So I was working smarter, not harder. 
So uh, that's going to, if we want, we can peek at the pricing calculator. We can do this pricing. calculating of pricing. There might, be, there might be someone in the audience just like, just give me some numbers. Yeah, that'd be me. That'd be, I'd, I'd be the one going. Numbers like, or something to look at. I just want something to wrap my head around this. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say the average coach, not executive coach, just the average regular group coach or one-on-one -on -one, um, tends to get about $200. And that's plus or minus to that. And so here's the thing too, that so people's jaws will hit the floor, right? Because minimum wage is, is around $10 an hour. So, oh my God, 200. The difference being though, something to bear in mind, and this comes, this comes through when you look at the pricing calculator is when you are a coach, you are also a business owner. You um, aren't getting benefits. You aren't, you have it, you have to, your taxes are different. You're paying for your own insurance. You're, you have all these things. Um, and you're not coaching most of the time a full eight hour day, 40 hours a week. Like you're not typically in sessions 40 hours a week as a coach. So um, that's why that price comes up a little bit more. And then um, you also might have expenses such as you might, you might contract workout to other people to sort of help yes. you uh, along the way. So I'm gonna share my screen and show you the calculator. So this calculator has got two different uh, elements to it. There's the easy calculator and then there's the one that really gets in depth. Um, and somehow I lost you guys. Oh, there you are. Okay. So, so uh, wait, can you see over here? That's one. <laughs> yeah, I can see. Okay. So um, this is the easy one. And so if you just said, okay, pulling, you know, numbers out of the air, I want to make $75,000 a month or a year being a coach. Why isn't my thing working? <laughs> my, um, Is your keyboard expired? I lost my keyboard. It died. It died on me. <laughs> Hold on one second, guys. <laughs> I might need to go get a battery. No, my keyboard has died completely. So I can't show you anything right now. So I'm just to walk us through it. it, just talk the walk. Hold on one second. Actually, wait, you guys talk for one second okay. while I grab a battery and we'll be well, set. That's what we can do, imagine that. <laughs> I, I, I've got a question. Luckily I have batteries right here in my drawer. <laughs> How? So let's say that I um, don't have the confidence yet as a coach. How? Do, what's a good way to gain that confidence to demand that higher demand. The, I demand. put your fist down if, if you're need, I mean, just like your students need to get their confidence right and mute yourself i can't hear lisa habit, but you don't get a coach mm -hmm. i kind of want to uh touch on also is because we spoke about a little bit as to um what you as a coach have to consider when paying for that 200 dollars price point um, also, I think for clients, what they should come to understand is that that one hour isn't just you sitting down for one hour, getting this reflective thought from someone. That is someone who has probably more than likely put hours on hours on hours behind their craft, and they are compartmentalizing that into one hour and serving it to you that best serves you and, and eventually, hopefully, um, giving you the best outcome possible, which couldn't happen without those hours that had come previously uh, training to become uh, someone that can help you in that in that space. One of the things I did when I was young in coaching, if you will, mm -hmm. is I had five people to turn to, right? Those five people fulfill different things. So when you're talking about building a practice and building your self-confidence and building and being who you're meant to be, who are you meant to be? 
what is important about who you're meant to be when you're in there being this coach? If you're not doing the walk and the work yourself, how are you inspiring that in your clients? So when Anthony made that question, I think it's a great question. For your self-confidence to build monetary value, you have to find value in yourself. And that's not your advice. It's your in your ability to learn, grow, change, and do it again. <sighs> Growth sometimes is not the easiest. So it's not just one easy answer, do this hack and gain confidence. Um, you got to put the work behind it as well, which in your certificate certification, that's part of the work too. Yeah. Uh, even though anybody, I guess, could in theory, just start coaching. Um, they're not breaking any laws, but they're not going to have the education to back that up. And that's probably going to end up showing down the line and biting them in the butt. Yeah, I, I think coming to a certification program, even if it's not ours, but somebody who is an accredited certification program, that right there helps provide a lot of confidence because you are learning the skill of what it truly means to be a certified coach. You're learning how to have more confidence in yourself because you are learning what that backstory is and what that back, we call it go learn, what the go learn resonates out to so the news the sad news is my keyboard is dead <laughs> i have to get a new keyboard i'm useless for the rest of the day but that's okay get a break can, that's awesome i can uh, create it from on my end brooke i have access to it okay perfect well yeah and we can just walk through um actually uh but <laughs> that was a really good point though because i from being somebody who i was i worked at corporate i worked in corporate uh, for 13 years and then I stopped and I said okay I'm gonna strike out on my own and at first I had no clue what to charge and I was terrified and I started at a much lower rate than I am now but at the same time I had 13 13 15, oh, 14 years of experience under my belt um doing what I was doing which which you know should bring you some confidence but it's still terrifying when you're going out there and starting your own business and um uh, and then as I progressed and as I got clients and as I, I realized how, I guess, how valuable what I did was um, and the reasons that, that I was uniquely valuable and the things, the things that I offered set me apart from other people, um, that made me realize, oh, I can ask for more money. It was that coupled with also... I need to survive, <laughs> like starving um, and, and having to figure out how to make it on your own makes it makes it really easy to very quickly decide to charge more like um, that, that the knowledge that, oh, man, if I don't figure out how to make more money or I, I'm going to not be able to feed myself or have gas in my tank, that will quickly make you go, OK, rates need to go up. Um, uh, and then once you get in a good place like that, it, there's so much more that comes into it because I mean, I have I, we, Anthony, Lisa, you know, this too, Jerome, you have people then that you're subcontracting, you have to pay. And then, then it just, it's like the more, the more you make, the more expenses there are. So, <laughs> um, it just is the nature oh, of the beast. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. we tried i tried to capture some of that like in this in this um the calculator so there's the simple one the simple one is like the most basic level and if you want to pull, pull it up jerome yes. 
which I guess I could just show you from without typing. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it in action. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, did you, can you, for some reason I can't see the whole thing. Can you zoom out a little? Yes, I can. There we go. Uh, and scroll over the other way. It feels like it's missing something. There we go. <laughs> okay. So if you look there, uh, the first thing you'll fill out is how much do you want to make per year? This is the simple one. And then how many sessions per week do you want to, to, to have? Which again, this is idealistic too. This is saying that you have that many clients. You may not, right? Um, and then how many weeks a month or a year do you want to work? So if you want to take off two weeks for vacation, you put 50 in there. If you want to take, you know, that's, that's up to you. The nice, that's the, the benefit of being an entrepreneur though, is you have the added value of being able to make your own schedule and decide these kind of things. Wait a minute. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, so doing that, then, then it'll automatically pop it out and say, okay, you need to make $150 per session to just to survive, I mean, to get to that $75,000 point. What that's not really giving you is a full picture of, of uh, anything. So then if you go to the next tab over, drum on the bottom, yep, this is when we go in the beefy one. So this is where you can have the opportunity to input your expenses for just about everything. It's your everyday expenses, your family, if you scroll down, and this is a monthly and it calculates out to annual. So you'll see office expenses, marketing expenses, um, healthcare expenses, home utilities, technology, entertainment, travel, everything you could possibly spend money on as a human being. <laughs> um, and you can put that in there and budget it out for what it will be each each month. And then it, with that will calculate out to the annual. So Jerome, do you want to just pop some some values in there? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> see how much you spend on yeah. every week. Just, ignore the values that were there. They weren't, there was no thought process. I was just putting stuff in there so that that way I could see if it worked. So, um, so what you'll see is as he does it, it populates out up, um, to that where it says 175 and it should be calculating over there to the total expenses, which is pretty awesome. You'll also see, um, a box at the top there that says variable expenses. That's where you can budget like an extra $10,000 for, for emergencies, for, you know, whatever you want that to be, uh, things that you didn't plan, just unexpected budget for, for things that, that maybe weren't on the list. So, um, put that in and when they, when, you're done, when you're done with that, we'll go to the next tab. Um, so you'll see what's awesome is it calculates out, shows you the average too, um, which, you know, if you're want to know that that's that's exciting um and if you scroll back up to the top to jerome you'll see it keeps auto annual total expenses keeps going up and that's that 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 really we're looking for this one number and they want to add in some variable a little variable expense there at the top to jerome add in you know two thousand dollars for for just in case uh an act of god a blown engine. <laughs> you had to replace your car engine. Yeah. So then once that now go to the next tab over. Yeah. What's exciting sense. is once that's done, what happens, what it does for you. <laughs> oh, actually two tabs over. We'll just one on one calculator. One on one calculator. Yeah. So what it does for you, it automatically takes that total that you have come up with and fills it in right there. Um, and that's for your, just your expenses. Now, how much do you want to make per year in profit? So that's expenses. How much do I want to have a free money of extra on top of things that I can just spend, put into my savings account, what have you. And you can put that in there in that first box. Um, and then additional income from other sources. That's where, if you have a day job, you put that, that box there. 
um, and what that comes out to. So then what all that does is it breaks down so that then you can find out what you need to charge per session. So it's got, I think I got everything you need <laughs> in there. <laughs> um, you'll also see this box at the bottom here that says, um, well, what if I'm doing group coaching programs? And it takes that into account. Um, the way you do that is if you go back to the coaching program calculator, um, you can then go in and put in your expenses for putting together a coaching program and also input how many sessions uh, your that coaching program will be and how much you want to charge per person. There's notice there's two different calculators here. One is with a targeted ticket price, basically. The other one's with a target target capacity price, which I need to change the, the thing on there. Um, and then what that does is it, it all works itself out to show you either how many people you need to get into that class to cover your expenses and make a profit or how many how much you need to charge if you have X amount of people in your class to make a profit. Um, and then this also copies over into your one on one calculator. So you can then take it out and see what how much you have to make charge per hour to make the amount of profit you want to make the amount of money and cover your expenses. Pretty exciting. Dang, Brooke. <laughs> Numbers. <laughs> Excel sometimes is so beyond my mind sometimes and sometimes you don't want to put in the work to figure this stuff out. But Brooke provide this tool for all of you to figure out for your businesses and see where you want to go and set your goals as well. So hopefully your coaching businesses will benefit from this as uh, too. Now this is just going to set the price, but that doesn't, that's only like one eighth of the work because all of the other work and the true work comes in, in filling those seats, finding those clients, marketing for yourself, you know, being confident and selling, selling your services to people. Um, and that, that's really where the hard work comes in. I think that, that the coaching part is easy. Even the pricing part is easy. It's the, the getting clients part that is really the hardest part of this whole process. So, and I believe we talked about that a few weeks ago, getting clients and how to do it. <clears throat> You're just speaking from your passion, your commitment. That right there will enhance your ability to attract people when you're speaking about who you are and what you're trying to do and that benefit that those that target market's getting that's going to be that's going to be your language not that you're going to be the salesman of what we think of old school sales that's not what we're talking about but also though, I want to follow that up because that's, I, that is where we start like that as a coach is where you start. Mm -hmm. This the next step though, is to follow through and follow up with your, with your, those people. Like you have to, you just saying what you do is not enough. You have to then basically go at, not, I'm not saying like go after, but you have to follow through. You have to, you have to reach out to people. You can't be scared to put yourself out there and to put yourself out on, on the limb and ask just ask, Hey, I offer a service. I offer coaching. Would you be interested in, in being my client? And sometimes that, again, that element, you think it's so simple. It's such a simple thing. is so easily forgotten. Um, coaches just expect clients to come banging down their door, but the, uh, there's a lot of work that has to go in with, we're creating rapport and talking to them and, and building this sort of uh, space where they'll get to that point where they're going to call and be like, okay, yeah, I want, I want to coach. But don't the other side of that is once you do have them in there, don't be afraid to ask for referrals. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Amen to that. Referrals is amen. Don't be afraid. I mean, don't be afraid to the point that build out a referral program. <laughs> or, or be afraid and do it anyways. 
Yes, exactly. But I mean, and there is there is an advantage. I know plenty of people who do they they do think about it. How many affiliate programs there are? Every every you know DoorDash, every thing you get a thing. If you refer somebody, you get ten dollars in credits, right? How many times have we seen that on Uber on Lyft? That is a referral program. There's no reason you as a coach can't do something similar. There's no reason at all that you can't discount. You know, I'll take fifty dollars off your next session if if you if refer a client to a client that buys a package. No right. reason why you can't do that. It sounds like what we're talking here is like your client base, um, which sounds to me a little a little hard to digest sometimes. But I like to think of it as developing your community and developing a space where everyone can benefit from exactly. everything that is in this space that we're speaking. Well, it's not only that and that's the thing is i think that the mistake to make is to be like oh i'm pushing this it's sleazy it's like you know like it's making a sale somebody sell for me no if you're you do a great job at what you're doing if you're if you're coaching that client is going to walk away thrilled and exhilarated because they have found this nugget this golden this very special thing that is doing magic for them in their lives and they're naturally going to want to share that with people so all of having a referral program is a gentle reminder that you appreciate them sharing that with people and not to be afraid to do so. And sometimes that's all it takes is saying that to them for them to realize, oh my God, I there's I know three people that would love this. And they just have that button has not connected, but you just have to, to say it, put it out, speak it into the universe. And so that then they know, oh, I appreciate what you're doing. It would be really cool of me to, to share this with other people so that you can benefit as well. It's a reciprocation. It really is. So um, everybody benefits. You everybody wins. As well. <laughs> um, business referrals too. building a network of other business owners, therapists, um, people who can partnerships, we have partnerships as well. People who they're working with someone with their own clients and they may think, oh, like they might actually benefit from coaching. I know so-and-so who can you know, provide these services as well. That's uh, one of the things we do at CLCI is like, we're, I'm, uh, well, we're always looking to increase value with it when it comes to what we give our students and what we provide when people get certified. So always out there seeking partnerships, how can we both mutually benefit one another? And there's always, it's always a two-way street. Um, we will be able to send you, you know, graduated with Sky High, who we just partnered with uh, for uh, doing Squarespace. There, there's giving us a discount on website templates. And um, the benefit for, for us is that we can now offer that to our students, which increases the value of what they get when they attend our school. Um, the benefit for Sky High is we are driving traffic and, and clientele to them and their site. So that then they will, they will purchase their templates. So it's a two way street. There's always a, a mutual, you know, everybody wins. And that's what you're looking for is, is those kind of relationships where, where you guys can refer back and forth to each other and cross promote cross promotion and marketing is one of the single best uh, things you can do in the world as it's referrals as well. But you do want to make sure when you are partnering that they're the right partner. It makes the sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. And not you want to make sure it's like you're in the same realm. <laughs> um, there's not a lot of benefit if it's just out in left field um, at all. Get a partner with Monster Energy, see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've I've known plenty of a few a few rock stars that partnered with Monster Energy. It works for them. <laughs> I don't know for us. If that's quite what we want. <laughs> um, uh, uh, um, 
but the cross promoting why that works so well and uh, Jerome you can attest to this is it opens the door to a different a new audience essentially a different group of people that may not be in your algorithm in your you know circle of your bubble of marketing and what it does is it expands your your world a little bit um into theirs and vice versa which which makes makes you accessible to more people um that you may not otherwise have been so if you're if we're talking on a social base that's what an influencer if you get an influencer to mention you that's because it's not really the influencer that you're you care about it's the followers that influencer has and getting into their feeds so it's a similar concept. Um, we are just about done on time. Final thoughts? <laughs> don't, again, I, I say this when we get into marketing, don't let this overwhelm you. Take one step at a time. Fears are meant to uh, have you recognize things, but yet follow through and ask for help when you need it. Be confident in your pricing. Uh, don't lowball yourself. Know the value of your education and the service you give. And don't um, burn yourself out doing a lot of work and seeing not a lot of return. And you can still burn yourself out too, doing a lot of work and getting return. Just don't yeah. burn yourself out. <laughs> also, don't do that. What I just don't said. forget, time is a value and a valuable asset as well. <laughs> we were we were off last weekend. And it was like, what do I do here? <laughs> I'm used to being like on call and checking things. And so, yeah, we got to build in some time to have some time off. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I would say, yeah, numbers, numbers personally scare me sometimes, um, but they're necessary. And I think that if you shift your perspective in the way that you're kind of viewing these numbers, um, it can really shift the way that you perceive them. And that's kind of where, where I've been going, um, understanding again, the importance of numbers, but also understanding you don't always have to look at them cold heartedly, analytically. I'll just go to Brooke for that whenever I need that. <laughs> cold. They bring me hard. so much comfort. Numbers, like they make me feel safe. I don't know. For me, I feel like uh, for whatever reason, like it just, it gives me that extra layer of, okay, I'm doing things right. The numbers tell me I am. <laughs> and I, that to me brings me a tremendous amount of comfort. And also I just, you know, I can go on about I have a romance around numbers as well. So, um, uh, but beyond that, we are leaving the land, the scary, scary land of marketing. No more for a little bit. We're taking a break. Next month, we are going to be doing, we're going to go into the new core competencies with uh, ICF. ICF has released new core competencies and we're going to delve in to the changes and the, the new ones and what it all means. And uh, so all that good stuff. Um, are we doing a time change experiment? And we're going to change our time. We're going to start yes. coming on at 5 p.m. <laughs> 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Pacific standard time. 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern, and then we can work our way back, and that's 7 p.m. Central and 6 p.m. Mountain. <laughs> and if you're in some other country, I don't know what time it will be, but it'll be an hour later. <laughs> people can catch us uh, more often. Thank you guys so much for watching everybody out there and check out Certified Life Coach Institute if you want to get certified and get a lot of awesomeness like like pricing calculators. Um, and the pricing calculator will be up and ready to go with our blog when we do the blog on this post. So stay tuned for that. And thank you guys so much for watching.
Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Once again, this is brought to you by Certified Life Coach Institute. We're an ICF accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses. In addition to other podcast episodes, feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at certifiedlifecoachinstitute.com. Until next time, be well.